At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. You're listening to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast with Karen McMahon. We invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience. Heal your heart while refining your character and enable you to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. You take a deep breath, you, you know, you kind of move on, you know, through time and help and, and, you know, you just grow out of it eventually. Welcome to Voices of Celebration. This series is designed to inspire and encourage you as we share real life experiences of former Journey Beyond Divorce clients who invested in their personal growth through divorce and emerged a better version of themselves with a more rewarding post-divorce life. Welcome to another episode of Voices of Celebration. Today with me is a former client, Kevin, who's going to share his story of uh, going through his divorce and what he learned, and he's going to share some tips at the end. So welcome so much, Kevin. Thanks for having me, Karen. I'm glad to have you here. So let's just jump right in. Can you uh, give our audience just a kind of crib notes version of what led to you um, facing divorce? Um, well, I was married for about 14, I would say 15 years, almost 15 years. And my ex-wife became a flight attendant. She was a flight attendant when I first met her. Um, and then she was laid off when, when, uh, American Airlines bought TWA and we, we started a family. And then 10 years later, or 12 years later, they called them all back and we already had a family, so she was a flight attendant and moved, you know, all over the country in the beginning. And she was you know, traveling a little bit. And then it morphed into European trips, you know, gone 13, 14 nights a month while I was home with the young kids, eight and four at the time. And it caused friction in the relationship. And um, it just didn't work for me that she was never home with a young family. If we were older or, you know, kids were in college or before kids, I was okay with it, but it just caused friction in the, in the marriage and ultimately led to us getting divorced. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how many years is it now since your divorce? Just to give our audience. And- 2016, four, four years, okay. four years. But right. she started that job as a flight attendant in 2012. So really the, the end started in 2012 and it took a couple of years to, you know, get to the final divorce day. And, you know, I, I know you're such a family man. What would you say, um, were the greatest challenges that you faced as you entered divorce? The greatest challenge, you know, there's a lot of emotion that goes in the beginning, which ultimately definitely changes over time. But number one, didn't want to lose my family. 
you know, I, I loved coming home from work, seeing my kids, whether it's, you know, even if it was late, you know, I have a job where sometimes I had to go out at night. So the next morning I'd wake up, make them breakfast, take them to school. So I was really worried about the fragmentation of that or, you know, not seeing them. But I always knew, you know, with her job, she wouldn't want the kids all the time because she was away all the time. But I was worried about losing the kids, worried about losing the community aspect of it because we were, you know, developing friendships all over the town where I lived, family friendships. So I was worried about losing the community for my kids. I wanted them to grow up in an environment where it was a community type atmosphere. So I was, I was worried about that and, and, and the financial piece as well. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of fear, a lot of emotion. Yeah. And when you reached out for support, Kevin, what, um, what was it you were, uh, what were you looking for in reaching out for support to get you through? I was looking for someone to talk to and be, you know, part of, you know, one of the, you know, other than your family and, and very close friends, I mean, big part of the anxiety of going through that was also, I was embarrassed because I am a family man. You know, you're embarrassed at your job, you're embarrassed in the community, you're embarrassed with your family. Like, you know, you try to work hard and develop a nice family. So I needed somebody to talk to and I found you. I, I'm not sure exactly how I found you. Might've been LinkedIn, but I'm not really sure. And once we first met and connected, I knew you made me feel good right off the bat. And I don't know how many sessions we, we had many sessions, but uh, it definitely made me made me deal with it better than I, than I would on my own or with my friends and family. Yeah. And I remember that piece of it. Like there's so many people who have a shame that comes with a divorce, like like it's a failure and what are people going to think? And And that's a really hard piece of it. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely, big, big time. What do you What do you remember? So you're saying a couple of things that you remember. One challenge was the community. So one of the things we work a lot with is people who have these this this fear of what the future is going to be like post divorce, and um, and they create a story and and as if it's real. Do you remember some of the fears that you had going through it and for post divorce your life? With respect to what? Well, whether it's the money or the kids or oh, yeah. or all of the above, it was it was definitely you know the the money yeah because you work hard you worry about you listen you know you're gonna have two houses now how does that gonna work right. think about that you know we live in a a, ten, a nice town with a good school district am I gonna have to live in an apartment somewhere um, to to afford this lifestyle for our kids right. and that was a big big issue for me but then I got over that through talking to you saying well. You want to support your kids. I do have my kids almost 50% of the time. And I, I didn't like paying child support and alimony. But right. then I said to myself, through you, I don't want my kids to live in a dump 50% of the time. So then I was like, oh, that's cool. I could do that. I could pay the money. And it makes me feel good because they're living in a nice place 50% of the time. That was such a huge shift for you where, because yeah. you were so angry and hurt by yeah. your ex that you didn't want to give anything to her. And that shift of I'm doing for my kids totally. um, seemed to like liberate you from, from, from that, be able to detach from that. Oh yeah, definitely. That was, that was, yeah, that was huge lift off my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the, so, so one of the things in coaching is always that you're not just going to go through your divorce, but that you're going to actually grow and um, and uh, and kind of refine through it. What would you say, looking back, are some of the things where you felt you experienced the most growth? Letting go, accepting, 
Um, and learning to live with it. It's not the easiest thing to do all the time because things come up and bumps in the road happen. But if you take a deep breath, you, you know, you kind of move on, you know, through time and help and, and, you know, you just grow out of it eventually. Right. Like, I don't know if you remember, it's so funny. I'm recalling as you say that one of the biggest things is accepting that the other person behaves the way they behave. And there's a lot of, I can't believe, and she shouldn't, and it shouldn't be this way. And that's all of the resistance. And that piece that you just said of stepping into, it is this way, she is behaving this way. This is my reality. Right. Um, right. Beautiful. And, and then the other thing is you're, you're the moneyed spouse. And so there's always that struggle of, of finances. And so um, when when you were going through it, and I think a lot of times with men too, we tend to do uh, very logistical coaching. So with you and me, once you got over some of the emotional stuff, do you recall the the way in which the divorce coaching was able to support you through the settlement? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, through that part of you talking about like, with with the attorney piece, yeah, yeah, just coaching me through the you know what actually gave me referrals, which was very helpful. Um, how to handle the meetings with or or, or the the meetings with the two attorneys and my ex wife and I, and going through the agreement with me page by page, line by line. <laughs> And, and making adjustments and and which was helpful um because it, it helped me understand because you're also going through that you can't really think straight you know it, you just, so you got to focus because it is a it's a document that you have to live by for a long period of time so you going through that line by line it's like 20 something pages or more it was helpful yeah it's very overwhelming and you're emotionally yeah. triggered to begin with and we always talk about calm, clear, confident, and it's very hard to be clear and make good decisions oh, if you don't yeah. first bring down that emotional exactly. yep. upset. Yeah, it's hard to, think. hard to think when you're dealing with that emotion. Calming the chaos of divorce begins with quieting your mind and getting clear on what you want and how to get it. That's why we created the Divorce Survival Kit. It's an easy-to-digest guide with five essential tips that help transform your suffering into valuable insights and your confusion into effective action. So go to DivorceRecoveryLifeline.com and grab your Divorce Survival Kit today. Yeah, so you know, a lot of the people listening to us right now, Kevin, they're in the early stages. They're entering that long, dark tunnel of divorce. And uh, and one of the reasons we're doing this series is to encourage. And of course, I get, I get on the podcast and videos and I encourage all the time. And here's an opportunity for you, just an individual who faced that tunnel um, and went through it to share. Um, and so any suggestions, any tips, uh, that you would give to those who are just entering divorce based on your experience? Man, it's definitely a, the beginning is the toughest. And the tips I would say is um, align yourself with people that love you and you know, make sure you have and talk about it as, as much as you can. 
find somebody that that will listen that's been through it before because it does get better you just it just needs time and if you know everything you told me in the beginning which might have been a couple months or maybe even longer I don't really recall because it's a blur to me but just talk it out talk talk to someone that's been through it and it'll get you to a better place and one day you wake up and it's like wow I feel like a new person yeah and and that leads me into my my other question, which is, how is life for you post divorce? It's interesting, you know. It's uh, it's it, you never would have thought it, you'd be in a in a happy place. It's different, you know. You're not coming home to, you know, family all the time. But fifty percent of the time, I have my kids. It's almost fifty percent. It's really like forty eight. But it's 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 very interesting to be alone sometimes because you kind of catch up to yourself and then, you know, you come home from work. I don't have to be home at seven thirty or six thirty. I can go out for dinner. I can go meet my friends. I can go to a ball game and not have to worry. But then I get to see my kids in two days, and it's great. And you know, so you 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 you're almost like you're twenty five again without having the strings attached. Uh, but you get you you know you're going to see your kids in a couple of days. Right. And, and I think that one of the um, prejudices against the moneyed spouse, especially when it's the dad, is you can't do it because you didn't do it. You got up, you went to work, you went out, you took your clients out at night. So who do, who do you think you are that you could parent 50% of the time? And knowing you and knowing your heart for your children and knowing that you actually have a pretty high pressure job and you... Can you just speak to that? Because I think it's so important for people to hear what that was like for you to go, always always a family guy, but to step into getting the kids up, breakfast, like the whole bit as a full-time working single dad. It was very gratifying. You know, it's overwhelming in the beginning because, you, you know, you move into a home and you don't have a spoon or you don't have a spatula. Like, oh, I'm trying to make burgers tonight, but I, all right, let me go get this. So eventually, you you know, it's a, it's a good feeling to accomplish like fulfilling a home, but more, more importantly, it was, it was, you know, to go shopping, you know, getting the kids up for breakfast, making them lunches, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge in the beginning, getting used to that routine, but it, it's, it, you know, I like to shop now I, or I like to make dinner and um, it, it was, it was fulfilling to be able to accomplish all that and, and get closer to your kids because you are helping them with their homework. You are making them school lunches. You are making them breakfast and, and you find a way to make it work. And it seems overwhelming at first, but it works itself out. And what about your co-parenting relationship? So I, when I knew you, there was clearly a lot of contention between you and your soon-to-be ex. What, what would, how would you describe, you know, and this is, this is the place to be totally real. It's like there's no roses anywhere. Everything has its challenges. How would you describe your co-parenting relationship? It gets better and better through time. You, like, you know, you learn to let go of what bothered you about certain things. And you just kind of, again, accept it and say, okay, I, I can handle that. I, I would say it's, we're not like best friends. I mean, some days and some months and some maybe half a year, it's really good. And, you okay. know, we've gotten together. We've been out to dinner with the kids. My eight, my youngest, my oldest went to the prom last year as a junior. So we all got together at my ex-wife's house. We drove over to the place and, you know, we all spent time together. And, and then there's times, you know, a couple of days later, there's a little bit of friction. But then it, it just, that's just life. Right, right. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. 
What was the value of the coaching through the whole process for you? Oh, it's great. I would recommend it just, I've never been through something like, like the divorce or coaching, but I never could have got through the early stages of that without talking to you. You had to convince me of certain things. Cause I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't make sense. No, I'm not feeling that way. But after you digest it, 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 it just, the benefit of that is it, it, it makes you feel better. And every time I left the sessions, I felt like a great person. And then, you know, then you go back home and you deal with all the other stuff, but you know, it was very, very, very addicting to see you. Cause it always made me feel better um, after I left. Um, and again, you know, they come home sometimes there's that goes away and then you, it gets better and better. It builds, it builds. Yeah. Like you can sustain yeah. it more and more over the course of time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really well put. And in fact, a lot of times people, when they first hire us, um, it's almost because they don't have any hope, but I have so much certainty that they like hang on to my certainty as their hope. And then they start growing into it and, and it exactly. sustains after time. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, all right, I, you know, I'm good. Right. No more sessions for now. Right. Right. <laughs> That's like our celebration when someone's yeah. ready to complete. It's yeah. like terrific. Yeah. So beautiful. Um, any last words that you want to give to our listeners, any wisdom that you would share whether about any part of the journey um, before we wrap up? I was talking to an old friend of mine, somebody I used to work with about a week ago. He's looking for a pajab. And I said, Hey, you know, I have something for you. Are you willing to relocate the family? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm getting divorced. And he just went through the process. And so I'm like, ah, oh. I said, all right, Mike, you know, listen, it gets better. Hang in there. You know, if you need somebody to talk to, give me a shout. I went through it already and I know what you're going through. Um, it just, but the only advice, just relax and, and try not to get over emotional. Don't drink a lot during that process. <laughs> good, good advice. <laughs> and, um, you know, tr- really, I mean that like exercise and, and tr- it's emotional, but it gets better. There's no question about it. I mean, I feel great. I've got a great life right now. I get to see my kids now they're older and, you know, they're, they're not at that time, they're very needy. You're, you know, you're with them all the time, but now they're on their own kind of, you know, my, my oldest is driving. So wow. you know, just, just uh, be patient and, and just do your best to get through it. Yeah. And I think your tip about self-care, it's very easy to numb one's feelings um, by either eating or drinking or whatever your yeah. addiction of choice is, but yeah. it's also an opportunity to get, really intentional and really conscious and take care of yourself. And yeah, that's what put, I'm hearing. Put a, put a hiatus on that part of it the best you can and exercise it. You'll feel better. You'll, you know, yeah. get through the stressful part. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience with us. I'm sure there are people who are going to be inspired and encouraged by it. And I appreciate your time. All right, Karen. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.